Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year, happy, everybody. Happy New Year, 2020. 2020. We're seeing clearly. Oh, okay. oh, oh, you get it, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the roaring twenties. Yes. Um, was... How was your festive? <laughs> how was your festive period? Uh, it was very good. good. Um, lots of food. Uh, lots of um, lovely gifts. Uh, just an all-round lovely time. What about you? Sweet. Much the same, man. Relaxed. Relaxed. Yes. It's the last quiet one I'll have for a while. It so. is indeed. Uh, it so. is indeed. Are you excited? Uh, yes, I am. I Nervous. am. Uh, yes, I am. Yes. All that stuff. All that wonderful stuff. All that wonderful stuff. Um, did you get any drum stuff? No, actually. Me well, either. no, I tell you, I got a novelty t-shirt that oh, has okay. Santa playing the drums. Right, okay. Which is great. I can wear it once a year. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Yeah. It's comfortable. Yeah, good. Yeah. I have did you? Not, no, I didn't. You did I did not get Are any. you, right, okay, so, are you happy or are you sad that you never got any drum stuff for Christmas? Um, I'm happy that no one took a punt. Interesting. <laughs> That's the most conservative answer I think I've well, ever heard. I I have all the gear I could need, really. Yeah. So what? What I don't know that anyone what anyone's going to buy me. Plus, you manage a drum shop, right? So, like, what could anyone get you that you couldn't really get yourself? Well, that's kind of it, you know. Yeah. And I, I mean. I would not be ungrateful if someone provided me with a drum product. <laughs> what is the ew? <laughs> I mean, if it was something that I couldn't use, say someone bought me a 30-inch head. Like, <laughs> well, point? I have a 30-inch snare, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if they bought me some a 22-inch bass drum head, I don't have a 22, so... Okay. So, at that point, you would frisbee it back to them? <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I would just... <laughs> I would open oh. it up on Christmas Day, I would take it out of the box, and I would throw it clean right at their head. <laughs> Out. Uh, or I would just return it to the store and and you know swap it for something else. Yeah. So, um, I do have a novelty jujitsu t-shirt. Oh, jujitsu! It says jujitsu, a merry Christmas. Ju- oh, I get it. You oh, get it. I get it. You dig? I get it. Yeah, it's quite I rad. Did. Um, I thought so it was karate you did though. No, that's what Gordon thinks I do. <laughs> um. What did we do today in the shop? Sold loads of drums. We got to demo. I got to do a demo video. I haven't done a demo video for ages on the new Istanbul Exist Dark Dry. Yes, and you could tell that you haven't done a demo video in ages because you would not stop playing, which was great Yay! for me getting footage. Yay! Drum stuff. They're great. Yeah, those symbols. They're right. really lovely. Are the ones we have in the shop. Out of the ones we have, which ones are your favourite? The ten inch hi hats. The ten inch hi hats. Yeah, without a doubt. So. For anyone who doesn't know, Chris, for the longest time, had a pair of, uh, was it Ex- Istanbul Exist? Ion. Ion. Yep. 10-inch hi-hats that never left the bag. Mm-hmm. And then on a, was it like a Friday evening or whatever? Miraculously, those symbols found their way out the bag and onto an X-hat. And now all Chris has ever talked <laughs> about is 10-inch hi-hats. That X-hat involved me rooting around my unit for about 25 minutes. <laughs> Nearly killing myself because for some reason Gail's put tyres in it. <laughs> so I had to climb over boxes and stuff to find the X hat. There was determination, bro. Yep. And yep. was it worth it? Oh, great. Yeah. I hit them about five times the whole night. But, uh, <laughs> worth yeah, it. Yeah, totally. You know, maybe play an odd verse on them. Yeah. Completely Just for no reason. Uh, you know. Did it mess up like your, your like playing? I feel like that would throw me off a little bit. Uh, you, um, it really depends what you're doing. Um, you know, if you're trying to do, if you're trying to do, like, 
<laughs> I can't believe you're yeah. about to. <laughs> okay, if, you, if, you, if, you, if I'm bored, if I, I should say, I'll be using the royal you. This is all related to me. If I am bored, trying to do my stuff. <laughs> I'm saying my chippity choppies, the limited chi- the limited chops that I have. Um, I'll end up, you know, missing a backbeat or something, and and mm-hmm. Stevie will look at me with his stink eye, like yeah, it's like just. Yeah. <laughs> there's a brilliant video have you seen that video of the, the boy talking about um, trying to transcribe a groove in 13.8 oh is that the one who just screams at everybody yeah. playing for yeah I have seen it yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody gonna shake their booty play 4-4 <laughs> <laughs> well pretty much the size of it um, but they're fun they're fun yeah they're, they're, they're fun okay. you know if it injects fun into playing nah is I mean that, sometimes you get tired with the same old stuff sometimes yeah, bro. throwing in a little sometimes Next, a little drum or a little uh, splashy yeah. splasherson or yep. uh, Steve Splash, Steve Splasherson. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I dig the ten-inch hats that are on that we have. Um, that you should all you should cut co- all y'all should come and get some. Yes, you should come get some. Mm-hmm. Uh, come in and try out the new Istanbul uh, Ion. No, no, no just Ion, start dry. Just start dry. Yep. Thank you, Chris. Um, Although they do do. The Ion, <laughs> you said doo doo. <laughs> uh, the Ion stuff in the dark, uh, you know, it's, it exists dark Ion. Yeah, yeah. They do hats in that. Should they do small hats in that as well? Tiny, small hats, big hats. Johnny, two hats. Yeah. So the the Ion is the ones with the holes in them. Okay. So there you have it. They heard it here last. Yep. A man who uses symbols with holes in them very often uh, is our guest on today's podcast, Mr. Yeah, Dave Stewart. Dave ladies Stewart and gentlemen, is great. Um. So. Yeah, you'll hear him. You'll hear him. You'll squeeze him. You'll love him. You'll yeah. not never want to leave him. There you go. There you go. So enjoy Dave Stewart, guys. Enjoy. Hi, Adam. Hi, Chris. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. How are good. you, man? I'm good. Starting to uh, starting to get the cold, I think. Christmas oh, cold. Oh, Christmas cold. Christmas cold is coming. That's a bummer. It is a bummer. Um, Do you know what's not a bummer, though? No. Dave Stewart's Dave Stewart's oh, Hi, Dave. That was slick. That? How are you doing, boys? I've got microphone envy instantly. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at You've got lovely big microphones. I know. We, we really should get a proper guest right. mic. I know my place. No, well, <laughs> see, the thing is, though, we had a, we had 58s. SM58. Yeah, we used SM58s, and they weren't very good, but that's a really decent Swedish-made condenser. Tandy. I've not heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. He won't get. He's too young to get that. Joe. All right. Thanks no. for that. <laughs> Instantly, T- Tandy were um, was a, a shop like Radio Rentals in Clydesdale. Do you remember all them? And they sold electronics. It was kind of like a really cheap Curry's Radio Shack in America. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, there's your reference. There's your your Pulp Fiction. Yeah, reference. <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, good one, Dave. Uh, uh, good. Uh, you're overloading. Sorry. That's okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, so Dave Stewart's with us. Dave is. Um, He's someone of a living legend, eh? Um, I'm he, he'll, legend. Aye, he is. Um, <laughs> you've had a really varied career, man. I have. You're one of the few drummers that I know that's probably worked every facet of the music industry. Yeah, from, yeah, it's true, from retail. Yep. And then obviously working for, you know, repping. Mm-hmm. And obviously gigging. Aye, man. Doing it's, it, so it's... That must have, that's like... All the insights you can get in one go, really, in it. That's all I know. <laughs> Joking so, aside, so like, well, you you were was it Murray Seaton's? Murray Seaton's, yeah. When I was, I mean, I started when I was nine. My dad got my first drum kit, which was a Max Win by Pearl. Uh huh. Yeah. You, Adam's just going to be going, I yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, and that was from Pete Seaton, his dad's shop. Wow. 
And then Murray used to work there and have a little bit um, sort of department on the drums. Right. Um, I say department, it's probably a kit. Oh, really? And a couple of Zildjian cymbals and wow. a couple of Zins, and that would have been it in the day, yeah. how things have changed. Um, yeah. And then I went on to work when Murray had the shop when I was 15. I started off there wow. with Simon McGlynn. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Simon you. worked for oh. Murray as well. Um, and then obviously later on, when Murray no longer had the shop, it became Drum Central. And I went into that oh, there's later a on, so I kind of went ah, back. Right, okay. And obviously I managed the shop through in Glasgow That's and Gibson right. yeah, Street yeah, yeah. for a few years. I didn't realise Murray's became Drum Central. It, it kind of, Murray sadly closed down, but right. the shop kept the same premises. Right, I see. And Simon opened it with Glynn. Aye, um, Harris. Yep, uh huh. And yeah, and that was it. And obviously they had that shop, then they moved across the road. Right. Bigger then obviously opened through in, in Glasgow. Gibson Street, yeah, man. Which I loved. Yeah, it was and great, you guys eh? were obviously competition. I would <laughs> I think when, when we opened you then moved, eh? Which was when I'd left. Right, okay. Because I, I left and I was living down south and that's when I did a bit of repping. Because I, I repped for Pearl Drums for three right, years. Yeah. And then latterly West Side. Aye, which was DW and Sabian and all yep. that. So. Mainly Sabian was the big it right. was the big one. Right. Man, that's that's going back, eh? Drum Central was fun. I liked the Gibson Street stop. I, they didn't really need to move. Nah, but it's just, I think it's just Che. I mean, as you guys obviously know, I mean, I don't think I could actually work in retail now. It's, it's not. It's harder. It's uh, definitely it's, uh, harder. And it's, you know, it's well, obviously we, with the internet. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. You know, you'll have people coming in and. There's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, internet's uh, our biggest kind of competition, isn't it? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just. You but, just adapt or die, I guess. It's kind of like a session career. Yeah, you le- like you know learn electronics so you don't have a gig or do you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, um, so we just kind of the internet will pop up a conundrum, yeah. and we either. But you also need to use it like this. You yeah. use it to your benefit as totally, well. Yeah, well, totally. maybe not having me on it, but <laughs> <laughs> but you just roll with the punches. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You roll with the punches. Um, Fun fact: I did my work experience in Drum Centre. No way! I did. Yeah. There you go on Argyll Street. Uh, yes Right Well so that would have been from I've got to say I'm sitting here going Did I? Did I agree to you coming in? Was I polite? That would have been At least 2008 2009 I want to say No 2008 No you're right I think that's when they moved That's when the shop moved I I can't remember exactly either But It was um, on Argyle Street I know that Yeah So that must have been 2008 2009 Round about there um, Ten years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So, what took you away? What took, like? Because repping's an odd choice to go to if you because you were playing a lot, eh? Yeah. I mean, I've I've been gigging since I was eleven. Right. Well, you know, I started playing when I was nine, and then was lucky enough that at the time, kind of, you know, did a lot of gigs just because my drum teacher mm-hmm. had a lot of jazz gigs. It was mainly jazz I was doing. Right. Um, so I used to go and sit in, there was all that sort of scene in clubs and mm. it was really great. It was great for, you know, when you were up and coming drummers just to get some experience, which, right. you know, is, is the most crucial thing. But um, no, it was just, the, I was on a tour at the time and was meant to be going back out. They had said, oh, we're going to be going back out this month or whatever this mm-hmm. year. And I was great, okay. But then it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. Okay. I had no other work. Right. Um coming in and you know this repping thing came up and then at that time there was a sort of change in my life I'd um, I was about to get married and you know oh, okay 
Yeah, yeah. Let's not go there. That's a totally different. That's that's another three podcasts in itself. Yeah. There. <laughs> that's the late night sessions. Um, and she, but my my then wife was from down south, and I moved south, and you know just just the gigs dried yeah, up, yeah. so it was a good time to kind of go down. And the job at Pearl came up, and I got offered it, and I thought, you know what. Let's let's do it. Give it a punt. Yeah, you know it's either that or sit there and kind of go. Oh, okay, yeah. how do I pay the mortgage this yeah. month? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, it's, it's even now to be honest with you, if work dried up, I'm not proud, too proud to kind of go. Well, I need to go and work down oh, Tesco's. Uh, you know, did just it, what, whatever you know, because it is. It's, it's difficult. It's a it's a really hard. I mean, I've been lucky that I've kind of been work, but that's just from graft and and a bit yeah. of luck and ah well ability to you don't get the gigs if you can't do them. Yeah, but it's, it is, there's a wee bit of luck involved, you know, and timing as well. Just, yeah. you know, and it, it, sometimes there's times where I've been on one gig and something else has come up, and by the sake of maybe three days crossing over, I can't uh-huh. take the other one, and it might be months, but you're like, yeah. that's just yeah. one of these things, it's so annoying. Yeah, yeah. Did, um, did repping change how you think about gear? Because, well, I mean, you would, I guess you would, you'd <laughs> it, sold it. It changed the well. way. I was listening to your Ali uh-huh. Richardson um, th- th- um, podcast this morning, which was brilliant. And um, just talking about the, the whole, you know, the shows that you do, the big drum shows yeah. and stuff. And that's the part I don't miss. <laughs> the repping, <laughs> setting up stands and the noise. Uh-huh. It, it just, it actually, I was chuckling away to myself because I thought, when I mean, you're trying to explain to people you don't know, and it was, it's like your feet lift off the ground with this yeah. rumbling. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, you, know? you start, your body starts to vibrate. Yeah. Like your internal yeah. organs start to shake. It's yeah. really strange. It, the weird thing, you know, going back to the, the repping thing with gear is obviously when you're working for one company, then you're really focused on it. Yeah. You know, that's your thing. Bah, 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 bah. And obviously, I'm a drummer. I love everything. You know, myself. I'm not yeah, yeah. badge snob at all. No. You know, um, and it kind of was. And I kind of found myself. You had to kind of be on top of what was going on and trying to, but really focusing on the brand you were selling. But you had to know what your competitors mm. were doing. And it was a bit. It was like you know, a kid in a sweet shop. Some days I could kind of, oh yeah, get hands on that or prototypes yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, um, man, yeah, for sure. stuff like that. Um, but it was. It was just and now coming out you know I come into the shop and talk to you guys about stuff and mm-hmm. like there's so much new stuff I mean you know and you guys are really up in it and I kind of I've kind of backed off from that a little bit you know I still know what's going on but I think when you're in a shop you need to know yeah I wouldn't disagree it's it's a, it's a fascinating thing because you've got to stay um, you've got to not get jaded eh yeah because um, it's really really easy to I would imagine I'm, I'm lucky that I've never actually falling into that trap I'm still quite passionate about it and it's why I love my job but I can imagine if you're being around it all the time it's it's really easy for people for other people maybe to fall in that trap Rep, I mean repping's hard Aye, you know, I hard, take my hat to you know, the guys that are out there doing it I mean it's it's really tough you know you you don't ever stop yeah you know you're yeah, sometimes right. on the road at six o'clock to travel to see a store yeah only to turn up and say, oh, he's decided to take the day off and you've just driven three hours, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're not, and then you've got the phones coming, you know, and it's easy from, because obviously I had done the other side of the counter as well, but yeah. so I kind of appreciated what I liked from a rep and I didn't like pushy reps and yeah, so it was yeah. kind of good in that, which I actually fallen asleep already, oh, eh? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> terrible. Geez, that's why you've got that big mic, because otherwise you'd swallow this one, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, because, <laughs> So tell us about that, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't type here, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's for when the gigs really dry up. <laughs> um, 
Aye, so I can't even remember. When no, I we were talking about reps and pushy reps and and like both sides of it. You know, like you would drive to places and turn yeah, up. Yeah, and, and it is, and then you know you do a whole day's that. You've got the phone going from all the shops wanting yeah, yeah. to know this, that, and the other. You're trying to drive, and then you go home, and then you're trying to have a family life, and then but then I'd be sat up till. Yeah. One, two in the morning on a laptop trying to do and it's good that people don't see that. And there were some stores kind of don't appreciate that as well, you know, from the rest. So I, it was great to kind of see both sides for me. It was a real eye opener. I, so I, I, I don't envy those guys, like you say. It's and a, it's hard. It's I mean, a, nowadays it's, job, it's right? really, it must be even more difficult. I, I think mean. some of the brands, maybe I'm wrong, but the jobs changed a wee bit and they're almost like, um, would you say they're like customer sales agents almost? You know, a little bit actually, yeah. Because like, we can put stuff through online. Yeah. yeah. You know, because you wouldn't have had that. I don't know that no, that was a thing. No. Like, do you kind of see less of the reps then? Uh, maybe once every six weeks. I would say so. Yeah. Some it, varies, like it varies. It depends on the brand. I guess it costs so much money yeah. for them. It's that's. Well, it's well, the other thing is like Edwin, who who we see for Sona, he's the Benelux rep, so Belgium, the Luxembourg, wow. and um, the Netherlands plus the UK. Wow. So that's a big territory. You know, that's massive. Aye, and one of one of the guys that reps for Gava, the poor lad's got the classical catalogue as well. So like violins and all that part. Are. Oh really? I yeah, didn't know that. I, oh, yeah, he's he's got that's the, a bad back right there. He's got <laughs> carrying all that around, but yeah. So he's got that. He deals with all that. So you know, and everything from like so Gava, a company that distribute DW and yeah. Gretsch, as well as like Latin percussion, um, Gibraltar. But the you know the DW spares list in and in of itself is mental. Mm. You know tension rods being different sizes per drum and different mm. thread sizes per drum, and yeah. you need serial numbers because the drum might be ten years old and they need a they need a throw off for it, and we don't know if it's going to fit. And that's a job in and, in and of itself. I can't say that phrase. So you know that that side of it's changed a wee bit for some guys. You'll you know. always have that customer that wants that yeah, little tension. Of course, because <laughs> it's massively important to them, you know. But <laughs> but then we've got the guys like uh, that, that do things like we do a lot of minor business online. Mm. So you might not, you know, he's just making sure he's checking and that everything's okay. I guess or, for the reps, I mean, that was the thing I think is to let you guys know there's anything new. Mm-hmm. Let you know changes are going to happen. This yeah. is going to be new. This is coming. You know. Yeah, and they do say. To be fair to all of them, they solve customer problems really well. You know, there's not no one is difficult to deal with, and they all get it from the customer's point of view, which is really great. Yeah. You know, because they understand. I mean, I mean, the majority of them are players as well. Eh? Oh yeah, vast yeah. Majority, yeah. Uh, so you know, you kind of they get it. Yeah. You know, they get that tension rods are important and. Mm-hmm. And all that, or if you know, if something's turned up out of the box and it's not right, or something, you know. So, aye, but it's a tough job, man. I, 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 oh, three years in, in any brand is tough on the road, you yeah. know. Um, that old travelling salesman thing, you know. Yeah. I just, I don't think I could ever go back to it now. I know, never say never, but I just think it would, it would be so different than when I did it. I yeah, think yeah. that's the, I'd see such a change. Yeah, I think it would depend on your territory as well. Because yeah. I mean, that was six. Yeah, it was six years I did right. it between the two, the two between per- Pearl and aye. between um, you know doing the west side with the Sabian and DW. You were always south. I yeah, when I was doing the red, I kind of when I did the south with Pearl, so right. I was based in the Midlands uh-huh. and covered everything kind of 
south of Manchester? Yeah, pretty much. Right mm-hmm. down Devon Cornwall, yeah, yeah. across the Kent, oh, and, and, and Ireland as well. Yeah, oh, I so did, I was Northern say, Ireland. Did you get say. Ireland on your patch as well? And then with Westside, I did everything from kind of, well, I went down to, oh, God, down to Worcester and down Hereford and all uh-huh. that sort of thing, but then right up to Inverness. I wow. mean, it was That's a big, a big old area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it was great coming up, you know, living down there, but coming up in the office being in Glasgow yeah, was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so for sure. It's an excuse to come and have a jolly. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Um, I know some guys, have, I know some companies have got like 10 sales reps because like companies like EMD, because their portfolio is so massive. Big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. their, their catalogue's enormous. It can't just be down to one person. Oh, no. God, no. Uh-huh. That would be bonkers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you might have five reps for the south of England, you know. So very different job, man. I wish. <laughs> I totally, totally. Um, best price and all that part, of, you know, and all that part. Of. No thanks. Yeah, <laughs> let's not go back there. Yeah, no, no. So then it's just back to gigging, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, I, I mean, um, some of the gigs you've done are Deacon Blue and. Did yeah. I, I was, am I right in saying you played for Katie Tunstall? I did all the early stuff with Katie. So wow. just I did all this. There was she was managed by um, a guy in Edinburgh, and there was myself and the bass player I was working with, with Fish's band at the time. And we kind of just got together and we were just doing some writing and stuff like that. That's and it was kind of all, we did a few gigs and it was all before she did the first big album and stuff like did, that. Yeah. But it was great, you know, it was just, I mean, I actually came, weirdly came across a cassette with loads of old demos. Oh, wow. The other day stuff, which obviously I can't put anywhere. But, no, no, but it was so good to kind of find it, you know, I was yeah. just having a clear out and I was just like, what, you know. Should make a copy a cassette, huh? That's one of those things, right? You put in a machine, I'm just oh, explaining okay. for Adam here. Okay, <laughs> you got them in handy. <laughs> you used to put the through the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and they would get tangled up. That's not the little flat thing that you would put in a little yeah. Yeah. circular thing. No, no, that's a CD. Oh, oh, oh see, I thought you were talking about a floppy disk there. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> All the technophobes like, what? Um, oh, that must have been cool to get from the ground up, man. Yeah. As watching I mean, an artist be established. Yeah. I mean, there was that, and there was also, do you know, Sand, remember Sandy Tom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sandy well, Tom. I actually did an album with her which never got released, but then some of the tracks, the songs they kept, but they totally went for a different vibe because we did it really live. It was with Callum Malcolm. Right, um, Did the Blue Nile and uh-huh, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and we did it in three days, just really live. Wow. Um, and it was great. I mean, again, I've got all this stuff and it sounds great. It's so different to what she ended up with. Yeah. You know, and I kind of feel actually in a way, we probably he probably captured more of what she was about, right? On what we did, the sort of rawness of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've kind of been lucky. I mean, it is my career. I just feel really lucky in what I've kind of managed to do. And actually, don't get me wrong, it's I'm not on the you know the woman level of a lot of these guys out there. But I can I've been a gigging musician, and oh, that's you know that's all I, that I care about. You I know, mean, it's yeah. we were talking about Craig Wandell earlier because you mm. were talking to him, and he said that you know the minute you start paying your rent playing drums is you've made it yeah there's kind of no well, Craig's the same Craig's yeah. he's worked for drum yeah. companies and you know he, he's he slogged and yeah, just probably recently uh-huh. he's getting the recognition he really deserves he's phenomenal you know yeah he's very 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 I talented. had to share a stage with him on a t- oh, really? <laughs> for three shows with a band I was doing and um, it was he was playing with a band Lonely Robot right. who's this guy um, John Mitchell guitarist and I was doing a thing, Tilt, who's sort of my own yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were opening for them, and it was just, I mean, sound check, I just be like, you know, yeah, yeah. jaw hitting the floor, kind of yeah, going, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. 
It's like no pressure. You don't, you don't, you know, there are no threats coming from this side of the stage. <laughs> but he's, but he's such a lovely guy. Yeah, he is. He really. And is. that, you know, we were talking about this. You know, a lot of the guys who are out there and at the top of the game, the majority of them are all just the nicest people. No egos. No. And you know, just brilliant. You know, you chat away to them. You know, I sent Craig a while back some advice on in-ear monitors. Oh. I knew he used certain Sennheiser in-ears and. Straight back to me within like a minute. Yeah. Told me everything. Yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. check these ones out. These are great. Don't go for the one. You know. Yeah. It's just like you don't have to do that. No, totally. But it was like I was like, oh, thank you so much. You yeah, know? yeah. He's like going the extra mile. Yeah, totally. and it's just like you know, it's He's, so nice to have. Yeah, that. yeah, I mean, you'll have seen. Hope you've probably seen enough people that have lost jobs because of egos. Yeah. Across the way, I mean, remember we were Gerald Hayward. He was talking about people that lose the gig on their day off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because they do silly stuff. You know, you might miss a bus call or you're a bit pissed the night before or something. I think we spoke about this when I was down visiting the Leeds shop when I was in town and we went out for a meal that night. We we should have had the mic then. It's amazing what two beers do. I thought. (laughs) But but we were talking about (laughs) a lot of it is, part of it is, yeah, having the ability to actually play the gig. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it, especially for a tour, and you know now I'm doing more of the theatre stuff which I'm kind of doing at the moment uh-huh. it's actually you want somebody you know you're going to get on with yeah you know so you want somebody that yeah you can do it you're going to be you're going to come in and be prepared uh-huh. for a start that's the, one of the most important things but you know if you can get somebody coming in if he's going to kind of really you know wind up people and yeah, be a bit of prima donna is, uh, oh, are they going to be drinking too much are they you just don't want that, you know. No. I don't. I know. I don't want somebody like that in the band, no. you know, no. next because it's just a worry. It's another worry you don't uh, want to have to have, you know. It's um, bad enough you're trying to focus on the gig, yeah. You know, so it is. It's a big thing. That's. Uh, I think Steve Barney's a, you know, he's, yeah, yeah. you know, he's, yeah. you know, he's constantly working and. Yeah. and but again, I don't mean a horrible bit. But it's probably not one of these like shredders. No. But he just grooves and lays it down. Yeah. And again, everyone speaks about it. He's just a, such a lovely guy. Yeah. You know, but he's a great player. I mean, yeah, you know. Is he still doing Annie Lennox? He, no, I don't think for a Is while. He's right. out and he does a lot of stuff in Japan. Right. He was doing Anastasia. Oh, right, okay. He's wow. doing all that stuff. Wow. Yeah, I think he got married on tour. There was like, I remember reading this thing and, and um, while he was out for Annie Lennox, which was really sweet. They managed to do the, the, whole, the whole crew and all that pulled together to get it all sorted for them. It's really cool. But yeah, I think... I think you're right. Um, I guess it would be like in any instance. Imagine we've all worked. I mean, I guess in a way, it's almost like as a to kind of generalise it as like any other job. Like, where would you turn up and like expect drinking and all that to be all right? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think sometimes musicians have that mentality when they get a gig like that. Mm. They just think like, oh well, I've made it. Um, I can just do what I want. This is it. I'm getting paid to play like drums or bass or whatever, and they just kind of. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy myself, I'll have a great oh, time, course. but after the show. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you've got to enjoy yourself, you've got to let your, you know, <laughs> I have to let my hair down a bit <laughs> too much, can. you can tell. Like, can you imagine, like, going to play Joseph in the MDs, like, out his face, and you're like... Let's not go there. Like, oh, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, let's play click track roulette. Ah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a thing that, I guess, people that don't do that will never understand, will they? you're getting clicks sent to you that someone else has put together that you have to, uh, I guess, decipher. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Because for me, with this show, and, and a lot of the musical theatre stuff, I mean, I had no rehearsal. What? I was straight in on the guy. Oh. I, I sat in on the show twice, 
um, got given a kind of like a, a desk record, like a monitor recording right. from the drummer, so I heard the clicks. Um, what I didn't have, sometimes you get is like an MD, because in the pit we all have like a little TV screen, because uh-huh. generally speaking, I'll be totally remote. Right. Sometimes in the pit, even if I'm in the pit, the MD's usually high up on a podium, because he's special, <laughs> uh, and I'm not, I'm in my little booth. But it's just so you can see him. Um, but with Joseph, a lot of it is clicked about 95% of the show. Um, but I never got that, so I couldn't, you know, there was bits where it wasn't on click, I just had to kind of guess what the, you know, well, I'm, yeah, I'm doing this now, no one's going to see what I'm doing <laughs> with my hands. I'm waving my hands, I'm conducting. Um, but, um, and then I got the drum charts, and of course, you know, the drummers hopefully marked up some little scribbles on it, telling you, well, you're going to have two beats clicking on this, and it'll be a three, four. Uh-huh. Some of the clicks, though, are bang in on you. There's no leading. Literally, the conductor will lift his left hand and nod, and when he's nodding, he's going to hit that, and that's beat one. You're in on beat one. So it's a bit of the seat of the pants, and you just have to have that leap of faith. You just have to have confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you land it bang on. Sometimes he doesn't trigger the click if something goes wrong. Oh, wow. Um, and you just have to either play it live or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a way you can kind of, you know, he's got a Look mic, he can talk to you. He's got an right. a, He'll just say, go around at four bars and I'll start, yeah. you know, but this is going on while you're going, what's going on? Uh, yeah, um, that instant fear of, yeah. uh-oh. Like, oh. But no, but I, so I sat in for twice on the show and then had a week to literally go home and on my kit at home, yeah. sit and kind of go through it. And, you know, I tried to visit because there was a lot of percussion as well. I'm, I'm On the gig, I'm just using a basic five-piece kit and then I've got some percussion bits like blocks, uh-huh. cowbell, tambourine. Yeah. I've got an octopad that I'm triggering stuff, and then there's like the usual wind chimes and stuff. But I kind of had to just imagine them in my head at home. I kind of okay, so that's going to be there on the kit because the sound guys want the kit set up a certain way as well. Uh-huh. Sometimes musical theatre, you have to set your kit up in a really unorthodox way. Sometimes just even for space, right. you know, you, it's, it's bizarre, which I'm kind of having to get my head around a bit. Um, but it was, and then I had a week. And then I literally I was in and it was in it was down in Cardiff, the Millennium Centre, and literally my, my first time of running the show was they have a sound check on day one which lasts about an hour and a half for the caster and stuff, so I don't get to run the whole show. Uh-huh. Um and and that was it. I was kinda just in. I was like, Go. Wow. And that's it. So it's you know, it's it is a bit it's just Yeah, a, it's pretty bonkers. And it was weird for me because it was the first kind of musical theatre thing I've done. This is this kind of area I'm just more venturing into recently. Oh, okay. I, I you always know. thought you had your toe in the water before. No, I mean, I've always read music. Day right. one, I mean, I was brought up with big band and jazz and that was my upbringing. Uh-huh. And then I kind of veered more into the pop uh-huh. world. Um, and it's just recent. It was just when I was on the Albert Hammond tour, I just was like, you know, that was kind of coming. For me, it was coming to an end. Just one thing after, I was just like, oh, it's time to get Some out of this. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was time yeah. to get out. And, and you know, I decided at the beginning of this year, it was this year ago, um, you know, that I'm going to just come away. And I came away with nothing right. in the diary. I mean, yeah. I just took a leap of faith. There was a yeah. few, obviously, the last year I had kind of been sitting in on shows right. and kind of getting to know people. And I'm lucky, I know guys like Alan Dale, yeah, yeah. great yeah. drummer who's. Um, I sat in with him on Wicked, and I know a guy, Andy McGlasson, do you know Well, Andy? Andy's name's oh, legendary. I think Mike Dolbear did something. Yeah, Andy's we come from Scottish the same guy. part of the world. We come from Ayrshire, both of us, but yep. he was just that little bit north of my age, so we never met. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's like, so I've got guys like that singing my praises right. within the 
But you can imagine how many drummers there are yeah, trying totally. to, and you know, not everyone wants to tour though. That's the thing. Right. And for me, I love touring. It's what okay. I've always done. And, yeah. and actually the theatre thing's actually a luxury because I'm in the same place for at least a week. Right. You know, so yeah. it's like great rather than one night and then yeah. one night and then one night. So you catch up and sleep and, and yeah. all that stuff. But it, it was, I mean, as I say, at the, the beginning of the year, I just took a leap of faith. I came away from the Albert gig and within, I think, two weeks, I get just one thing happened. It was like a phone call came and says, oh, do you fancy covering for me for two shows on Joseph? Okay. So it was like, in doing that and then the guy I was covering for, he actually got the job he was away. He'd take the time off to audition. Ah, uh, okay, right. He got it. And they were so pleased at what I had done. They just went, "Do you want to get?" And it was like that. Amazing. I was like, oh, I can't it's so believe. crazy how it happens like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, because I think, I think reality TV builds it up a lot differently in everyone's mind. Where, you know, like I don't know, it's just totally different. But like X Factor, like they build it up as if it's like a proper audition process, and like you have to go through rounds. So like, oh, you've you've got the, the touring gig, but it can literally be as, I mean, as simple as that. You know, that happened there. Then I, I mean, coming to the end, so I'm leaving Joseph. I mean, I'm on two week break just now. My wife doesn't know what to do. Like, you're home, uh, yes, I'm. Why are you? I'm home? going straight. Yeah, why are you here? Go away. Well, she hates it when I'm home. <laughs> I really miss it. I, I, you get well, you, you get used to kind of touring in a little yeah. bubble. You yeah, know? yeah, totally. And then you go home and say, "Oh, this is normal life again." Is yeah. it okay? Yeah. Um, but um, you know, but you know, saying that with the audition thing, I um, when was it? A few months back, I got called about another gig, and it was a fixer who had. I'd put my name forward for one tour, which I never got. But he'd contacted me saying, I'm putting the band together for this new show that's going to go out and tour. It's in London at the moment. Would you be up for being put forward? I was like, yeah. I thought nothing else of it. And then the next minute, I get a phone call from him saying, I'm about to send you through two sheet uh, music, you know, two parts of music. Uh, and one of them's got a backing track with just percussion and BVs. The other one just set the metronome tempo. And I need a video audition. And I need it tomorrow sort of thing it's like oh okay right and that's the other thing so I had to do a video audition so oh, kind of wow. yeah. and of course I did it never thought anything of it and then a few days later oh they're really keen I was like okay and I think I was up against I don't know five guys I think I don't know um, and they said they just want to hear one more track a ballad a really because the, the other two songs were really upbeat uh-huh. do that so again did that sent it off and then within 10 minutes I got the phone call saying they want to book you for the tour and I was right. like so wow. I mean I've been really lucky yeah. but again that was when I had to audition it was kind of nice in a way because I knew I'd got that off my own yeah, yeah. the other one was a wee bit lucky don't get me wrong I had to still if I'd been rubbish yeah but know. it also feels a wee bit like everything you've done kind of leads to this point right so all those pop gigs Deacon Blue and all that that taught you how to play that music yeah and play inside those it's parameters. weird as well because I mean now when I go back to jazz stuff I mean yeah <laughs> so, but, but I, I wouldn't say I'm a jazz you get yeah. guys like Alan Kosker yeah, yeah I mean Alan's just yeah, 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 I'm yeah, like, yeah. but it's funny because then some of the pop guys go at me oh you've got a real jazzy touch yeah and I'm kidding you know but to jazzers they go Christ me you're like Lars Ulrich <laughs> or something you know <laughs> less slick on the bass drum but it, but, it, but no but I just I think I'm growing up again again I try to play as many different styles you think that's missing coming up now kids that are learning to play do you think they're still getting it I think that well what we spoke about earlier the fact that there's not the same set of the pubs and the clubs and that sort of background uh-huh. 
you know, because my teacher, um, it was a guy called Kenny Duff that taught me, who was just incredible, no longer with us, sadly. Big band drummer, and he was just great. But he used to just take me along and say to my dad, bring him along, I'll get him up for three numbers with a little trad jazz band. And then, right. You know, and from that I got a gig with, a, when I was 15, This the big band called Tommy Sampson Big Band which was actually a big deal. He had a lot of guys that had gone to the BBC Radio Big Band and um, he had the guy Jay Craig on baritone sax who at the time was playing with Buddy Rich. Oh, wow. Uh, So I've got a signed skin and pair of sticks from Buddy Rich. I've got Uh photos. I've got, it's like the Holy Grail in my house. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it it just, because Buddy Rich was just like, as a kid growing up, he was just it. But I think, I mean, I don't know if it, but for kids... I just think people sometimes get too bogged down with thinking, I've got to have all the jobs. I've got to play as fast as I can. I've got to be showing off. You know, you see this stuff on social media and it's a weird one because it's great and yes, it gets you out there and stuff, but a lot of it for me, you'll get gigs by playing in good time. Yeah. Simple stuff, having your kit sounding great. Uh Um, To say, you know, going, being prepared on a gig or whatever. but I just think the kid, maybe there's just not the sort of, I don't know, I got the chance, growing up, I had the chance to sit and play with a lot of real established musicians mm-hmm. that were a lot older than me. I was always the youngster, right. how things have changed. Um, and I just don't think there's as much of that now, yeah. sadly. But I do think kids just, you know, it, it's it's kind of, they look at some of these guys on, like, and don't get me wrong, it's like, oh, I used to be in all that fusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's just like, I'm so, I just want groove. I want Steve Gadd, I want Jeff yeah, Perkins. Yeah, yeah. Guys I've always been into, but yeah. I kind of, I'm less about all the yeah. flash. And it's weird because the gigs I've had, like Fish, you know? Yeah, yeah. Prog Rock, yeah, Camel yeah. was another like band. Jesus. It was all, yeah. you know, weird time signatures and stuff. Yeah. Yet, you know, I love Earth, Wind and Fire. I yeah. love the Jackson yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want all that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But again, my... I listen to everything, you know, from Nine Inch Nails to Mozart. You know, I just think that's... Funny, isn't it? Because I think talking about social media and all that means people don't really think about working. Like, you came up as a working drummer Mm -hmm. where you had to play just whatever was put in front of you. You know, a weird thing, though, when I come back to Scotland, though, from tour, I cannot get myself arrested here. I can't get a gig. Really? Like, even a dip on a way... Because I used to, before I moved south... I used to be, and but again, the scene's changed. A lot of the wedding bands are much younger now. Mm. It's a really yeah, but you're at the back and all that. I, I think drum, I mean, but it's straight. But I, you know, some people say oh, I didn't want to bother you, or I thought you'd be busy, or I thought, and it's just like well, that's what I was going to say. Do people just assume that you're yeah. already busy? Yeah, and actually, like, or that I wouldn't want to do it. And I'm not be funny, but if somebody says, "Oh, will you debt for me?" and you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to go out of the house for like five pounds to do a pub gig that yeah, starts yeah. at one in the morning. And yeah, yeah, no, but whatever gig I do. I treat it with the same respect. I'll go and I'll learn it, and I'm, that's just me. Always prepared. I'll write little cheat sheets mm-hmm. so I can go in because I don't want to go in and make an absolute yeah. mess of it, you know. Of for, not. More for me yeah, and not for the people. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some people it's just all about the you know the cash yeah. and that. But but it is. But as I say, you know, I come back from tour. And I struggle. It's funny, isn't it? It's it's a weird one. Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing. You you kind of you go away and yes, it's great. I've got eight months work, but. All the t- local stuff, just it's you know, and yeah. I guess it's it's get that kind of thing is getting smaller as well. Yeah, there's not as many venues and mm-hmm. no, there's not, and the way they treat music is very differently, very differently, very different now. Um, I think. Have you ever been the guy that puts yourself out 
is that a thing that's normal to you? But like, hi guys, I'm around, by the way, if you're looking for a drummer. I will. Right. I mean, the minute I came, well, for instance, when I came off the Albert gig when I had nothing in the book, I contacted, mm. I probably contacted you guys. I'm just saying, listen, if there's anything, mm-hmm. let me know. Blah, 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 you know, just because I think you have to just let people, and that's where social media is great, and yeah. you do that, you know, do all that. But it's. Um, well, I've never been massively comfortable with it, that's why I'm asking. I don't do a lot of the whole play, you know, all the videos. And there was a, I went to a phase where I thought, I need to be doing that. Yeah. I need to be doing that. And then part of me was going, hang on a minute. You're away all the time anyway, and you're busy. And yeah. actually, when you look at it, a lot of the guys that are doing the videos actually aren't gigging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're, whereas yeah, you're yeah. generally your touring drummers are just heads down and getting on with it. And yeah. you kind of don't see, you know. But then that online thing can be a job in itself. It's kind of... We're in yeah. that sort of, you know... It's era. funny, when we were talking about Neil Wilkinson earlier, you don't, yeah. he's, he's got like next to no online presence at all. Yeah. And he's on some of the biggest gigs going. So it's, it's, it's this weird sort of paradox between... I try and take a step back from social media, because it is, I've taken it off, like, off my phone now, so yeah. it's only on my iPad, so I've got to be... Yeah. In the hotel or whatever, so it's just because otherwise you just sit in your yeah, scroll, you know, yeah, scroll, yeah, scroll, scroll, you know yeah, it gets to the point you get five minutes break in the, the in the gig in the pit and you're like, yeah. scroll, it's like no, just yeah. focus and yeah, yeah, you know, and it can rule you. That, you lose concentration. Yeah, the next it just rules your life. I mean, I think you have to have a certain presence. Well, Neil Wilkinson, he proves you don't, but yeah, I think I it's it's not a bad thing. But it's just I, I just like the thing. I'm there. People can see me. They can get hold of me. And yeah. It's a nice tool, but you know, I think it's just that it shouldn't. It's not the be It's not how you get gigs. You're not going to. No, no. It's a it's a strange strange way to be. Ironically, you've got a job. I know. I was going to say. <laughs> ironically, um, <laughs> fighting the corner. Um, yeah, because I've I guess I've seen two different sides of it. I've seen that side of it where guys don't really see that. Like, well, yeah, I see the side of it where you don't need to be putting up chops all the time because that's not necessarily going to get you a gig. It's weird though because I've also seen. A lot of people who have got gigs on the back of what they put up purely mm. because of what they play and because they're, yep. they're just known. Um, Eddie Throws a huge example of that. Right. Purely because um, I remember speaking to Eddie. Um, do you know Eddie Thrower? I know the Eddie name. Thrower. He's I quite know that big name. on Instagram. Yeah. Um, we plays. had him on for our first uh, drummers only day out. I don't know if you saw that in the I concert hall. No. We we not back up right. He's been a pal of the shop for yeah. years, but um, he says like a lot. He how he got his busted gig was via a direct message on Instagram. There you go. And it's crazy, just like it, so. It's interesting just to see two different perspectives of it as well, because one side will be like, "Well, this is how I got my gig," and the other side's like, "Well, I've never used that." It, huh? yeah, I no, think it's having. It's, it's getting the balance. I think that's it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I see too, but I think there's, there's too many young folk just thinking. Oh. And again, not even just down the but just even playing wise, fast, yeah, fast yeah, chops, yeah. putting it all out. <gasps> Yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. yeah, I think balance is the key. I think you're right. Yeah. Neil Wilkinson even said that. He's like, can you imagine if, like, imagine someone comes in and they're like, oh, here's this really cool 30 second note, like, blast beat. And they're like, okay, cool. Can you play 4 4? Yeah. Um, just play a groove. Yeah. I remember hearing a story about, like, a similar story about it happened with uh, a guy who auditioned to play for Prince, bass player. And he walked in, <laughs> walked in the room and, um, He's just like, yeah, so like just this big American guy and he's just like, Yeah, Prince, you want me to you want me to play this blah, 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 on the bass? And Prince is just like, Can you just play a C? <laughs> and he's like, uh, yeah. And I don't think he got the gig after that. But like Prince has apparently has this way of like crafting a musician of like they might turn up like that where they're just like 
slapping the bass or like playing really really fast but you know kind of he'll still have that style within them but he'll kind of rein them in a little bit and obviously well he used to because he's yeah, yeah. This, but and that's the thing I think is that when you go on a gig you've got to adapt especially with the, the singer-songwriter thing when we did the Albert Hammer thing you've got to adapt to every gig you're on as well to kind of suit what's needed yeah you know, I mean where does it as we saw a clip earlier and you were playing I think it's on your showreel thing and you're playing with an orchestra and you're playing with singers mm. backing singers yep was that gig always like that that was he Albert did um, like a symphony thing. It was Rob Mattis did all this the, the, the arrangements, and he was the guy that did Sting Symphonicity oh, right, okay. stuff. So wow. I mean, amazing yeah. arrangements, and we just did. Uh, it was it was about a handful of gigs. It was like you know just because obviously to try and tour that was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But it was but it was just amazing. But what know? really struck me from the clip was actually the way you counted the band in. And that there was like, there's this real sort of authority about where the the time is, and that's a skill in itself. Like, how do you get to be able to communicate? To that stage must have been enormous. You know, there's like what, a symphony orchestra on the stage mm. plus a five. Albert band. wanted me to because I'd been with him for a year, and he he basically said, you know, there's obviously the conductor. There. Yeah, he's in charge. You know, he's. Poor guy, God, he didn't know what happened with Albert. But um, he basically, Albert basically said to me, I, I want Dave's going to count, he knows the tempos. Some of it was clicked, but a lot of it was live, but he just said, so I was basically just give an extra bar count and the conductor would then pick up yeah. from that. Because obviously it's a big stage and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. But, um, you know, but that, that was it. But it is, it's, it's, like you said, it's kind of, I never thought about that, but a lot of it is just the confidence. And yeah, because it's, a, Gordon, you know Gordon Wilson? Yes. He talks about that like just bossing them a wee bit you I know just confident if, if a band are confident with a guy that's in the drums then it's the best thing you know you, your base i always think it's like driving a bus or driving you can speed <laughs> it up you can slow it down yeah, yeah. you know you get you know it, and it is the, the band will follow you if you're confident with it and just you know i did one gig and the guitarist who was new came up and he went Oh, I was really, really enjoying it. He says it's just I kind of know where we're coming to the choruses because it's just, just the way you kind of I can just feel it's lifting. Yeah, and I've never kind of thought. He says yeah, just yeah. the way you're kind of going into something. He says and I thought well, that's really nice to hear dynamics. You kind of just you take it for granted. Yeah, sometimes. maybe because uh, like, you know we don't really no one really talks about dynamics anymore. No, but I mean music theatre is so yeah. relevant. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean it is. It's like Albert used to say peaks and troughs. He yeah. used to love it. And the weird thing with Albert was in choruses he wanted them to slow down slightly. Really? Which More instantly you brief. think it's going to... But it, and it worked. Right. But it was really hard. Again, it was again adjusting to the artist, you know, oh, and, and he would... His acoustic hits, playing was really rhythmic, to, but I mean, you had to really lock in with it. Right. He was kind of direct to meet a point, but uh -huh. then if there's times I thought, nah, and you're taking the mickey now. This, yeah. is, getting, this is getting a wee bit, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, yeah. bit too slow, and I just come... And then, you, you know, a bit yeah. of a kick up the backside. And it's just that working to get that... I love... Yeah. That oh, you know, I mean, rather I, just going. This is the tempo, and this is what it's going to be. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting to hear a, a pro talk about it that way because no one talks about these kind of things now. No one's talking about those skills. That's uh, that's almost like it's the bread and butter. Yeah, but it's reading a room. You know, it's learning to read what someone's doing, mm -hmm. and over the course of what, a year of playing with them or something. You yeah. know or keep your eye, your depth, so keep your eye. Who do you keep your eye on? And you learn very quickly that maybe the bass player's a bit behind the beat all the time. So just don't don't check him out or the singer is the boss tonight you just you know you just I did a gig recently there was three depths <laughs> on the gig um, thankfully one of them 
she came in to sing. She used to sing with the band. Yeah. So she knew all the material. But um, the bass player was deaf. And so I'm like, okay, have you played this gig before? He's like, yeah, I've done it once. Right. And then, like, somebody called a number and he's like, I haven't played this one. And I'm like, right, who the... Yeah. You know, who's the follow? gaffer here? Yeah. You know, who, who, <laughs> am I the gaffer? Am I just going <sighs> to guess? Am I going to put it out? You know, and it's kind of known when to do that. And yeah. Known when not to do that. I think it is. It's like if the drummer is confident, then everyone else will be relaxed. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's just if you just lay it down, you've kind of just got. It's like you're saying, even on the theatre stuff with clicks, you'll find certain musicians. Some like to sit back, some like to push. Yeah, and you just have to sit and kind of every now and then, like, yeah. come on, rein them in, <laughs> you know, or just switch them off in your mix. <laughs> uh, let, let them float around. Cheery bye. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. Do you ever do you ever get nervous before a gig? Yeah, I still remember when I did the Joseph the first when I was sat there first time sitting. It was like you know, mm-hmm. got that one. I've got the in ears and I'm in the pit. And then you, you hear the, the you like hear <laughs> the ladies and gentlemen welcome. You can see the house lights go down and it literally is the the bums clenching and oh, but it's adrenaline. I mean, I literally was shaking, but it's adrenaline because yeah. I I kind of don't get nervous. I always love playing. I'm you know I'm saying to you there that's coming up for 300 shows with Joseph since May that's crazy it's 10 shows a week we do wow three on a Saturday it's ridiculous it's a really tough schedule how the and cast do it and it's a and it's a big play as well that show it's, it's you know it's funny because people go Joseph red that's and yellow and green and brown I mean that's the one yes it's a rock show though but it's and there's no dialogue in it so everything is in the music so right. when it starts from the top I have got no breathing space I it's so easy to get caught up yeah and the clicks as i say the clicks go up and down and <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean i mean i should let you hear them at some point because you'd be like huh but you get used to it it's like so it's like muscle memory you kind of right. just settle into some of the rows and you just kind of know but i know the the guy that's coming to take over from me when i leave he was kind of going how do you ever get your head around that i said <laughs> i was exactly the same as you yeah but it happens you just do you kind of you know, yeah. settle into it, yeah. but it is. But it's a two two hour twenty show, and see the second act. There's a couple of bits I can kind of have a drink of water, wow. but apart from that, it is literally just you finish one. I've had to got my charts on the iPad because I don't even have time to get my Turn your page. dots yeah. opened. Yeah. Wow. I literally just flick and it's you know tap and off you go. People that write a drum fill on a page turn. What? How dare Why? <laughs> I know. Aye, and they want it super, super legitly noted. You know, you got to play exactly what's there. Jeez, why have you, you know, trying to turn a page and had to crash it at the same time? Just speak to the MD. Can <laughs> I get not, two more beats in that drum fill, please? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be two beats. Of, two beats. That's, a, that's now a bar of six, big man. Aye, <laughs> but two beats will be a rest. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I'm turning the page. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. How did the Deacon Blue thing come about for you? That's um. A weird one actually I was I'd worked with Jim Prime keyboard ah, player no, Jim. Um, he was a lecturer of mine at college at Air he was uh, a lecturer yeah. at my uni well, right, there you go I still remember 2001 was when 2001 bloody hell um, what age were you in 2001 were you born yeah well, I, I, I was, was 20 I was, you were 20 and I was yeah. 8 yeah, I was twenty. At but least I, I was an adult. At least I was drinking. <laughs> oh, so was he probably? <laughs> <laughs> Shh, sorry, <laughs> parents listening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but no, um, yeah, that tour though. Jim 
it was brilliant because we used to drop him off on the tour bus and he actually used to go straight to work on a Monday morning because the tour wow. was over a Friday, Saturday, Sunday because right. people were working during yeah, the week. Yeah. Mm. And I was in Drum Central at Gibson oh, so I used to get off the tour bus and straight into work. <laughs> and then leave then. work straight on the tour bus and go down. But no, I'd worked with Jim on a really <laughs> dodgy, unofficial Scottish World Cup song with fish. Right, wow, well, okay. <laughs> and um, Bruce Watson from Big Country. Oh, yeah. We did this thing. Oh, it was hilarious. Don't blame me. Um, did it ever see the light of day? <laughs> it kind of did, but we did it. Was it, was it Under the Moon? There was a sports programme used to be on Channel 4, oh, right. like really late, like early hours of the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. And we had, it was Channel 4, we had to go down to promote it. Wow. But it was to playback. We were hammered. We had drunk <laughs> the green room dry by the time. It was one in the morning. They had to pick us up from the, the hotel. Oh. We could hardly stand. I mean, I there's a video. I think my dad has this video. Video. <laughs> that's the other cassette tape. Is that like a cassette tape? Just a bigger one. Oh, that's okay, the one. Right, okay. But he, and, he, and I mean, honestly, now if I was to watch it, I'd kill myself because I, I just started giggling all the way through. Brilliant. I think I must have dropped. I think I dropped a stick or so. It Good. was just calm. But no, the song never saw the lady. But that's when I first met Jim. Right. Um, going back to your question, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, and then a chance came up. The guy who was tour managing for them had been working with. Donnie Monroe, who oh, I had been yeah, doing yeah, some yeah. stuff yeah, with, yeah. another one I'd done when he left yeah. Rundrig. Yeah, yeah. I did the first couple of tours with Donnie. Um, and he kind of said to me, he says, are you free to do this? It's just a mime down at, um, I think it was Hart FM down at, um, what was it, uh, Ascot, or somewhere down south. Right. It was one of these big things, there was like steps were on, and I can't remember who, uh, was loads of like boy bands and girl bands, and it was just three tracks to play back. So it was the thing. It was the first one was A, a is for astronaut, which was their single at the time, and then it was F Dignity and Fergus sings the blues or something right. like that. And of course, I'm a massive Deacon Blue fan. Right. I took my first girlfriend to see them when I was sixteen. Oh, yeah. Edinburgh Playhouse, brilliant. Stuck behind a pillar. I got cheap seats. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, and so I got this. So it was a, it was just a, a mime, but wow. unbeknown to me, they just wanted to see how I re got on with everybody uh, okay. in the band, Ricky and Lorraine. Uh, and, Things like that. Was so did, uh, Ewan still playing? No, it was a guy, Scott Fraser. Right. No, who's Scott's a Glasgow guy. He actually does a lot of stuff with Craig Armstrong. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Composer. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, and it was the last gig that, um, it was the last tour I did was the one with Graham Kelling. Right. You know, sadly before right. he passed yeah. away, bless him. But um, so no, I did that gig, thought nothing more of it. And then I think a month or so passed and it was like, oh, listen, we've got some summer festivals. Doogie Vipon, he's busy because it was at the time he was doing a lot of television. Right. Um, do you fancy doing? You know, the guys want you to do it. They really, <laughs> they really liked what you did. What, <laughs> but no, but it was just the fact I got on with them. Yeah. You, you up for that? So and it was. So I literally got a set list of something like sixty-eight or seventy songs. Whoa. Two days rehearsal. Wow. Um, it's that like wedding band gig. But it was, and Ricky loves to change the set, which was great. I love that. Right. You know, you'd have the same start, the same, it would be like a yeah. few blocks, but then everything else would just get mixed up mm -hmm. and just keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I did the summer festivals, and then suddenly they announced they're going to go on tour, UK, the end of the year for over three and a half months, but just doing Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Uh -huh. um, would you want to do it? I was like, of course I do. Did yeah. that. And then I did a couple other things with them after that, some festivals. But then obviously, when Graham left, Doogie really, they needed more of the original yeah. members. But 
absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, I mean, just, those songs are... On, on the tour, I actually, Ricky was, Ricky Ross was doing the support slot, doing his solo stuff. Oh, wow. So I was on with that as well. So again, it was, I mean, Deacon Blue's set was two and a half hours and then Ricky did 45 minutes. Wow. So I had to learn his stuff as well as wow. stuff, but it was just a it's fun, like, fun I gig. suppose being a big Deacon Blue fan, it wouldn't have really been a chore. Like, I've to been learn lucky, all, you know, actually. Like, it's like with Fish, I was a massive Marillion fan. Right. So getting that was just yeah. you know I actually never got the gig first time round with Fish. No, really. I was eighteen and I auditioned and I never got it and I wasn't ready. I just knew I wasn't ready. And then when I was twenty-two, the call came again. It was Davy Payton. Oh, right, okay. The bass player uh-huh. who was playing with him. I mean, Davy's worked with. He had his own band, Pilot. Mm-hmm. You know, think, January and Magic yeah. the songs, but yeah. Davy's worked with Kate Bush and Elton John. I mean, yeah. Davy's had a great career. Um, but he actually had come in to a pub in Edinburgh and I was playing my rock and roll band <laughs> he walked in as a plane wiped out and he was like that and he was like oh, there's drummers on I like that and then stayed for the rest of the set didn't speak to me right left and the next day I had a phone call and said hello it's Fish I'm going ah of course it is <laughs> I remember you, you why would you phone me again and I was like no bass player's been in and he says you're great he says I remember your name from last time so I went in and there were 16 drummers up for it. I think I was number seven in, but I got offered a gig there and then. But wow. I, I actually, one of the songs I still remember was Incommunicado. Right. And it was the intro, you know. I, I don't know Marillion's Nobody had got past but... the intro because it's just in a weird time. It's not that difficult. We were yeah. time signature, but none of the other drummers. So the band hadn't even bothered learning the rest of it. And of course, <laughs> I was like, oh, I know this one. Yeah. And, and it came to the and the band just went, uh, uh, and they had to stop. <laughs> and I went, what? Come on. <laughs> Come on, boys. <laughs> but it was, and again, I mean, I went from playing, that was like my big, that for me was my big break. That right. was when I kind of, you know, I went from playing pubs and kind of in different bands that were signed, but small venues. Yeah. And then three weeks after doing the pub, when I got the gig, suddenly I'm on the same bill as Aerosmith and Whitesnake and Bowie the Green to about 95,000 people. Yeah. We're kind of going, oh, okay, uh, this is what it's all about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But again, you find out your backside's for. Why my nickname was Squeaky. A lot of the fans that still on you'll see they'll message Dave Squeaky Stewart. That was my because I was <laughs> I was Squeaky Clean. You know, ah, was, okay. Was, you know, I'd get up on the tour bus in the morning. Morning. And they're like, oh man, you're making the breakfast. I am now <laughs> that man. Oh man. Um, I learned so much. On that t- it was great. I had such a good bunch of guys to learn off. Really Amazing. cracking bands, especially that age. Eh? Oh god, yeah, you know, and it's really funny now because now I'm the oldest one in the bands. I'm playing, you know, the musical theatre thing. They're all, even the crew, twenty, twenty-one. Yeah, I mean that's another important thing. I think with it's not taught is when you're on the road, you've got to get on with all the crew and start I mean, yeah. really, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, without Big them, type. you know, I yeah. got told look after the crew, they will look after you, yeah. Yeah. and it's really important, you know. Yeah. It's because um, it's very easy to forget about them as well because you, they're not in the, yeah. the light of it all. Do you know what I mean? They're they're the ones literally making sure. It's ama- just the show silly runs. little things like going out on stage if they're in the middle of setup and something. You just go, who wants a coffee? Yeah, yeah, and go and get them all. Co- you know, Aye. it's mm-hmm. like for them. It's like oh, thanks very much. Aye. But it's amazing how they will bend over backwards then. Yeah, for you, and it's just. Uh, yeah. But that's. I think that's just. No, I think you're generous people. I'd like to think I would do that anyway. Mm-hmm. But I it's you know. Yeah. I mean, you get spot. I mean, I had drum techs and. You know, it's great. You know, ah, it's, it's I kind of I used to get home off tour, and the kit would be delivered back, and I'd be going, "How's he set this up? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know how he set my own kit up. It's all marked a weird way." I'm going, "Right, okay, what's going on with this?" Amazing. But uh, oh. that was one of the biggest lessons I learned when I was like with my college lecture. It was like, be nice to 
everyone, but especially your sound engineer, because he has the power to make your drums sound like a bag of washing. So it was the very least be nice. Work out. I mean, mm. I'm always like, I'm just like, I'll go and speak to him. Just says it sound okay. Do you need anything? Do you want me? Is this a bit lively? I think this maybe sounds what you think. Yeah, it's having that relationship. Yeah. It's yeah. a working relationship. I yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's the kit I was using. You know, I mean, I've been using a stage custom uh, butch. You know, the Yamaha. I love the Yamaha. But yeah. you know, as I said earlier, I'm not a bad snob. But I mean, the sound guys love it. Yeah, it's just easy to work with. Eh? It's the you know I'd say to them, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well, there's also like what, however many years of learning how to tune drums and, and being on the road and understanding how all that works as well. You can't really buy that. You I mean, know, once in theatre, they just want it dead. Yeah. You know, I remember Ralph Salmon's on a great story on his clinic saying he was in the BBC or something. And the guy was going, oh, Ralph, 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 uh, your, your rack tom's ringing. He's like, Yeah. You know, it's in tune now. Yeah, it's deadening it down a bit. So, you know, reluctantly put some gaffer tape or moon gels on it. Nah, still ringing and Ralph said he said it was near enough dead so Ralph just hit the ba- you know the baffle boards uh, that kind of have you know, the sound guy went perfect that's it <laughs> <laughs> but in theatre generally they don't want anything too lively they yeah. want it quite dead and, I, d- yeah. the street, I don't get it because you're in a booth it's not like it's going to ring out through mm-hmm. I think it makes because the thing is with musical theatre obviously the band mix is much quieter the vocals are up you know it's funny if you, you, can, uh, yeah. you know, it sounds great in my ears because yeah. I've got my own little monitor. Yeah, and yeah. It sounds. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you're in front. You probably, you know. But I mean, the show I'm going on to is more pop, and I've kind of been down to London to see the guy doing it there, and the band's really in the mix. It's great. that's that's going to be a lot of fun. You know, doing that. But it is musical theatre. It's just like the band kind of come. Somewhere in yeah, yeah somewhere yeah. above the vocals crew. are there. Yeah. There's got to be so. So I guess that's probably why they want it. Yeah, maybe, controlled maybe, as maybe, possible. Yeah. Just and I guess like if it's old school and it's an open pit, you know they want to. You know back back in the day when it was an open oh, pit, God, yeah. you know you had to when you play carousel or something. You know you need to play as per the score. Carousel. Or something. You thought I was old. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I went to music college. <laughs> <don't you know? laughs> got a dinosaur in the house <laughs> that doesn't make you better than the rest of us he's an infosaurus <laughs> infosaurus <laughs> um, so what are you going to what's next what's the because you're, you're leaving Joseph right? I am I leave Joseph the first week of January and then I'm going on a show called Everybody's Talking About Jamie which is in the West End at the moment it's been there for two years right and this is it going out on tour it's um, the music was written by Dan Gillespie Sells from The Feeling Oh, okay. He actually was the one. He's picked the band. It's him that's actually... Oh, amazing. The auditions were for. And so it's more of a pop gig, which probably... Right in your wheelhouse. Right up Mm, my street, you know. And on this gig, it's five-piece kit, riding two crashes. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. Shoot you in. And he really likes big, fat, really dead, you know. He wants that old-school sort of sound that kind of suits the music. So that starts... So I think rehearsals start sometime in January, and then we go out on the road from February right through to middle of August. Wow. Ah. So I have a week off in that. That, <laughs> that, that literally is it, you know. I've got, right. um, so what gear are you going to take with you? I am, you, I've just got the lovely new kit for yes. yourselves, yes. the Yamaha Tour Custom. Awesome. I've upgraded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the, the 9th out of the recording custom. It's, um, it's, it's one that I would love, but I, I see the Yamaha, I just oh, love. Yeah. It is tremendously well made, eh? 
an ambulance sticker. I love the post, the tall yeah. post on the bass drum. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of my days of mounting stuff off symbols. I just love the fact it's you know you get people. Oh well, the resonance of that. Yeah. <laughs> just what we were talking. Yeah. You know, the bearing edge on this. And yeah. Oh, shall, you know, I, get on with it. Get in there. Yeah. Get a pinstripe, a moon gel, because that's what you're going to be asked. Yeah. Put yeah. a detail on it. Um, <laughs> still the best mounting system on the market. Oh, it's just I love you and the, the hardware. I just think. I mean, I just got the, it was an FP9 that uh, I got yeah. from there, which I haven't had a, pro, as I just said to you when I came in there, I was yeah. like, oh, tried it out in the house, I was like, my God, I can actually play bass drum. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, yeah, yeah. just the difference. Have you I tried think, the EAD10 yet? I've tried to go, I had a quick go in here, and I think when I was, um, Simon Edgoose, I was at a, there was a music show, he was oh, doing yeah, IAD, yeah. Um, sat me over and he's yawning again. Oh, I know. Past your bedtime, is it? It's because I'm it's, it's past your bedtime. Yeah, it's sir. past my bedtime, eh? Burn no, no, the it's candle not. at both ends. Oh, <laughs> it's soon to be. Soon to yeah. be. But April no, I mean, yeah, the, the Yamaha stuff's great. And I've got the electronic kit at home. I've got the, ah, the 950. 950, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The silica. I just yeah. never got on with mesh pads. Yeah, it's a, it's the I great think the debate. The silicon is the most yeah. realistic, and the sounds I think are just. Oh, I mean, they're real Yamaha drum yeah, sounds, aren't they? Really you good, know, so you know, they're great. But it's amazing. If, I don't know if you see in here, but people still go more for roll. I don't know. Theatres seem to use well roll and stuff more. It's interesting because we get a lot of parents coming in here, especially at Christmas, who just automatically assume Roland is the be all and end all, and then you let them hear a three hundred quid Yamaha electronic kit, and they're blown away. They're blown away by it. It's frightening how now you know, that's kind of your entry-level <laughs> drunkie, you know, the yeah. CB back in the day, which was yeah, like yeah. 265. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, man. It's crazy. Even when we opened up in 2006, what you were getting electronics-wise was not great at all, you yeah. know. Um, it was expensive for not a lot. It's like everything. The technology is getting totally. so good. Ah, it really, really, really is. It really is. The yeah. tech into that pedal that you've just bought is just... Oh, but it's so easy to use. That's yeah. what I love about it. You don't. I mean, what was the other thing? <coughs> when I got the, I got the two-legged eye hat stand yeah. as well. Aye, and yeah. I think I said to you, "No, it's not. We've got one of those bottoms that you yeah, need yeah. unscrew." Um, I just can't be doing my faff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just set up, let it play. <laughs> you know. But those pedals make no noise. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Like, there's no. You need to put your beater in it, mate. <laughs> That's, That's where I've been going, going wrong, wrong all this time. Poor, poor That's fella. what happens when you start snoozing. Chris. <laughs> a, a poor young fella today was in, in here in the demo room trying out some cymbals earlier on today. And unbeknownst to us, the pedal string, spring snapped. So he's playing the drums without the pedal. And it's like, it took about a minute for me. Like, has that guy got. Have we got a pedal on that kit for this kid? <laughs> you could just hear his foot like hitting the carpet. Like, he, would 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 he would play a fill in <laughs> and then hit the cymbal and there's no bass drum. And you're like, What's wrong with that? Uh, well, like, is that not the way? Is that like Chris? What, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I've been wrong Again, have I been doing it wrong? Um, I've just lost my train of thought now. You two, <laughs> <laughs> like some old pal. Have another snooze. Yeah. Maybe right, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, the pedal. Aye, totally. Um, yeah, you should you should check one of those EAD tens out though. If when you can get if you can get a check, might be a little treat to me. Yeah, when I'm, uh, yeah. You still Christmas playing present perhaps? You still playing Sabians? Yes. Yeah, you've a big. You've been a big uh, proponent of Sabian for a yeah, long time, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's obviously, I was Zildjian through and through. I mean, I right. had an endorsement with Zildjian right. since when I joined Fish's band. From uh -huh. that sort of time, I got endorsement. Tina, bless. Yeah, she yeah, gave yeah. Me, um, Tina's lovely. Tina. But then, obviously, when I then went west, I started, you know, trying a few, and I kind of still, again, I'm not bothered. I'll mix and match. Yeah, and yeah. If it sounds right, why not? You know. For sure. Um, but I just love the Sabian stuff. Um, and it is, but then recently I've sat in on the show I'm going on to, the drummer down there, guy Ali Van Ryan, 
um, he was using the Paiste Masters dark stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Delicious. That's However, I want to hear this HHX complex stuff. We've got some upstairs right here before you leave. Oh, blame you. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, they've just come in. <laughs> we've, we've, we've had, like, hats crashed a ride just come in. So It's funny how things change. Like, when I started off, like, when my younger years, it was, like, brilliant finish in 15s and 16s and maybe a 17. Oh, yeah. We go for a 17 and now it's, like, 19s and 20s, yeah. natural. Thin and dark. Yeah. 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 I mean... God, I guess when you were going to, to Murray's or before you started working there, you wouldn't have got anything but Zildjian, really, would you? It was all Avidas. It was yeah. just Avidas. Yeah. And then A Custom came out. Yeah, in the 90s. I mean, kit wise, yeah. what do you want? Do you want a Pearl Export or a Premier APK? That was your starter kit. Yeah. That was it. Aye. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. It is bonkers it's to realise what choice. I think we are selling something like there's five or six options for your first price kit oh, just now, or, or up to like 700 quid. There's like. Quite a lot of things. Everyone's trying to recreate the wheel. Well, it's the export's still selling. <laughs> yeah. The Pearl export will sell I still all day, man. Pearl did away with it, remember? I do. I yeah. Work, I think I was working for them. We went. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? They, they, did they not do something bonkers like they changed the forum yeah, to make the forum like, like, yeah, a, the, but like then an export? The export had the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the export still sells, man. You know, you, all day. All day. So it's like saying, you know, the, the mid range kits now from all the companies, they're they are good enough to gig. Well, mm-hmm. you know, the they're my stage customers, the, the, the one I trade Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I the, mean, that has been around the world and back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's done me four years with Albert Hammond gig and other stuff. Well, I that, think I only had to change a couple of little brackets yeah. and kind of just worn away. The yeah. kit you've just bought, those, like the old Maple Custom Absolute shells, it's the same shell, man, and it's... For the for the dosh, it's outrageous, yeah. you know. Don't get me wrong, yeah, it'd be lovely to have you know. I look at SQ twos and I look at record, but I kind of go that does the job. Well, the minute a sound engineer asks you to gaff it, and it, it might get knackered on, you know uh, what I mean? That yeah, yeah. a bit like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny one, man. It's a funny one about, especially if you are working all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? What do you what do you get for yourself? You know, guitars are a, are slightly different, I guess, because it's it's not there's not as much. And there's not as much to go wrong with it, and it's probably going to and be. And you could also take it on the flight yourself, as opposed yeah, to relying on you know some baggage handler launching it yeah. on or something. I Can don't you imagine know. you just spent like four grand on an SQ2, and just you literally see a United Airlines pilot launch the bass drum? Yeah, just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's I, it doesn't bear worth thinking about all that stuff. Um, do you do any teaching, man? Do you, did I used to do a bit of teaching more when I lived in England. I've just found out with me going away a lot. Yeah. I just thought it wasn't fair, you know. If I took on pupils, especially if they were younger yeah. pupils. I mean, I used to take. There's a lot of people, you know, I was going to say older, my age, that just want to do it for a bit of fun, and they were kind of cool with the yeah, yeah. Oh, when, whenever you're back, yeah. you know, do that, and I enjoyed it. Um, but it was for the younger ones. I just thought it's not fair, you know. It's to do that and again it's like with the teaching I mean it's just a different thing something you know I yes I enjoyed teaching to a point but then there was a point I'd be like you know why have you no practice yeah it was tough yeah, you yeah. know some some of them are coming along and you're going to parents why are you bothering you're just wasting your money if they're yeah. not going to go away oh you just become a babysitter yeah but then you would get the odd one who was just you know the, yeah. the old young kid that come in and oh they would just be amazing you know yeah. you'd be like oh this is great this is this mm-hmm. reminds me of me yeah, and then I guess why <laughs> why you would want to yeah, teach in the first place. But, you uh, know. but no, I mean, it's a sort of thing that I could do when I was back and stuff, but the problem is if I started that, then suddenly I had to go away again. I say, I feel yeah. guilty. It's not yeah. fair yeah. on you know, people. You know, I think you need continuity when you're teaching. Yeah, well, especially kids. Yeah. Especially kids. Yeah, uh, it's a bit, it's a bit um, sort of rich to ask people for money when 
You're to be honest, with you, I'm still learning myself. <laughs> yeah, there's big that now. <laughs> big time. What is? That's the other thing. I, I kind of I need to book myself in for lessons again. Yeah. But, you know, I've been looking at maybe at Craig or you know because when you're doing the same show for so long, you kind of do get your kind of yeah. comes off the gas. And yeah. don't get me wrong, you're still playing and that, but because you're playing the same thing. Yeah, well, it's different skills out. that you're working on, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, so it's it's kind of you know I just I just think you can always learn. That's the thing you never stop learning. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. there's so many guys out there. Man, God, they could blow me away with one hand. But again, just it's just if you turn up and I guess I get booked because people know that I'll be prepared and I can do the job. And yeah. Reliable, you yeah. know. Are you going holiday to Cuba? And I'm suspiciously and some, inexpensive yeah. as well. That's <laughs> um, I was talking to a customer who years ago who went on holiday to Cuba. It's like these guys will turn your turn you inside out on some of the stuff, and they're playing on like stag instruments and stuff because yeah. they can't get good gear. And it's just they all sound incredible, you know. You like trying to learn that stuff, Passion. you know. I I remember Alan Dale talking. Alan Dale was mad into Horacio Hernandez and all that yeah. for years and trying to learn all that left foot clavy stuff. Oh, and look at Rich Cass. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's I that's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, to the point, I just go, ah, oh, you've lost me now. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I, he's I do amazing. love my group. Don't get me wrong. I think that's incredible. I mean, the yeah. talent of that. But if I just don't oh, give me, give me Percaro any day. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. that sort of thing. Oh, just, yeah. you know. And but it just is. I mean, I watch some of Rich's videos, and I'm kind of going, "How do you get your brain to even?" Oh, he's amazing, man. Yeah, amazing. You know, it's it's ridiculous how yeah. people are wired up. <laughs> ah. Yep, blows me away every time. Ah, he's, yeah, he's, like, he's pretty, he's pretty scary and pretty humble with it all as well. I think Scotland there's so many good players up here. Yeah, there's just there really is some cracking yeah. players. When you if you broke it down to sort of players versus geography, you know, there's the amount of. Well, it's amount. funny in the musical theatre thing. There's so many musicians from Scotland. Really? Yeah, I mean, you've got you like Andy McGlasson, mm-hmm. Alan Dale, you know myself, and then. Then, you Do you know, know Murdoch McDonald? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murdoch King and I. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he bought a stage custom off us recently. Last, this is my claim to fame. <laughs> I actually played percussion on Wicked when it was in town at the playhouse. Oh, isn't? <laughs> my, 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 I was sat in with Alan and the drum and the drums and percussion were down. That's yeah, in, yeah. In, in, underneath the stage because it was huge. I mean, the percussion uh, set up was. Really yeah, cool. I think I sat and, in in Glasgow. Right. So I got to see how big it is. Yeah, but there was one part of the show and Murd came through to me and he went. Me, so I'm kind of rushing over the percussion, and he just handed me these two. I don't know what they were, some weird percussion shakery things. Never seen right real with it. And he says, When it gets to that bar, just shake them to hell until they're a milking. And it was, was anyway, you could put that on your CV. Yes, scary thing is, some people would. (laughs) He had to play drums on it. Um, I mean, that was a real play, it was mental, but I think. I'll stick with any dream. The fella that, that, that <laughs> took over, I don't know his name, and I'm not speaking ill of the guy, um, but the fella that took over from Alan got caught in traffic and missed curtain. And Murdy had to play the drums. Um, so he played the first act Ooh, on the man. drums. Um, and it's a tough, tough play. Yeah, um, yeah so that's because well, even the, op- the opening of the show with those big symphonic Symbol. symbols and all that, you know. And, yeah, 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 he's a good fella, Monty. No, he could go wrong from the first beat. Ah, yeah. <laughs> just dropping them in the <laughs> But uh, yeah, he Monty just bought some drums off us as well when he was back over because he he's over between he's between he between here and Japan. Bunch, yeah, he did. I because yeah, he spoke to me. Nah, was, and then did not message yeah, you. He was like, I totally. <laughs> aye, we'll take it off your next part. He, well, he says, Eagle. I don't. I think his words to me were, he says, I don't know why people bother buying more expensive kits when this sounds so good. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you so. kind of just go, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But I so sells itself. There's some sort of weird uh, Scottish export then down down yeah, south. Yeah, just you know. great musicians. Yeah. I mean, they end up doing it. I don't know what it is. But then Glasgow, I think, has got a much better scene. I think they always have. Yeah. But I think it's got more prominent. Edinburgh's been sort of killing venues systematically, yeah. I think. I mean, it's, it's a joke, sadly. I mean, Glasgow's you know, venues for pubs and stuff aren't great at the moment, you know. Yeah, but still better than yeah. that. But then you've got the Conservatoire. Yeah. I mean, just, it just still seems to be a really good circle of... You know, yeah, you it's it's funny, isn't it? Because Edinburgh has the Napier course, the popular music course, but then very little venues to play. You and know? that's what it's all about, gaining yeah. the experience. Yeah. That's what we're saying. That's where I was kind of spoiled as a kid growing up, having that, because it's just that's... You want to put everything you're learning into practice. Yeah, yeah that's it. Rather uh, than sitting in the bedroom kind of going, yeah, this is yeah. easy, you know? Yeah. Well, that's it. Just to even go back to what you were saying about the social media thing, like, it's all well and good learning all these chops you see on Instagram, but... As soon as you turn up to a pub gig and you need to play 95, Dolly Parton, yeah. like, oh, when am I going to throw in? Oh, okay, I can't. Right. <laughs> That's when you start learning, you know, I think. Yeah, for sure. Do you oh, mess with electronics? Pardon? Do you mess with electronics? Yeah, I mean, I've got... Because that's like, a learning curve, Yeah, I mean, I've got the I've got the Roland SPDSX. I'd like that. I've used that in a few gigs uh-huh. and stuff like that. And, um, but I love all that stuff. And I've got a little studio at home. I've got, you know, the usual sort of Cubase set up. Right. Um, stuff just when I can, you know, do it. And I've done a few, like, sort of remote sessions using the electronic, and just oh, using triggering uh, um, superior drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, you know, you know, you know like, get out of bed in my pyjamas and <laughs> go and do a session. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Because I know when you sat in, Adam saw Alan sitting in on, was it the bodyguard you went and you filmed him? Yeah. Yes. And he was talking about, you know, a lot, of, what a lot of people don't realise about theatre is sometimes the production will provide the drums and provide all the gear, so you kind of... On that one, he did, that yeah. Was, yeah. I think he only took symbols, I think. Yeah, so you're, yeah. You're, he's kind of, whether he liked it or not, or had working knowledge of Roland gear, he was having to have it. Well, that's what I'm, I'm using, there's a Roland um, Octopad I've got on this, and it's all programmed up for the show, right. it's not mine. So you just basically have to learn how to use that if yep. you've never used it you've before. You've got on the, on the, the thing, it's all patch changes and basically but you're not allowed to touch it I'm right. not physically if I was to say oh do you think the level the sound guy was to say the level of maybe that patch it has to then go through so many departments to okay it wow. I can't just go okay jinx yep you, it literally has to go through it has to go to the sound you know the guy who designs the sound and like, oh, there we go amazing but that's just the way it works that's just the way it is yes it's frightening though as well that in those situations you could just be presented with that kind of stuff. That's I suppose having a, a wealth of knowledge about how to use that kind of stuff. Yeah, just, yeah. Great, learning know. on the job, I guess. Well, the thing yeah. is, if you're going on a job, you'll know what you're going to be using. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. to, but um, and, and you can just look it up, get your head around it. You know, it's like the little monitor systems they use. It's either going to be an Aviom or Roland or the Allen and Heath stuff. Right. So I mean, I've <coughs> the only one I've not used is the Allen Heath stuff, which I think I'll be using on this new tour that I'm right. doing. Um, but even just getting yourself familiar with that, because when you come in day one, you've not got a lot. You're something in a band call for three hours, and you kind of go right, one or mix, go, yeah, you know. But you're running stuff as well. It's it's, it's, it's like kind of the last thing you want to be spinning the plates, getting wrong, you know, as, yeah. as the as the gear, you know. It's yeah. kind of like driving a car, I guess. You like halfway down the motorway, you decide that the seat's not right, so you push. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Aye, you know. So or have you, done, have you have you guys ever tried that thing where you brake with your left foot? I've done it, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that going down a hill one day. And thankfully, no one was behind me. The but right foot over to dip the clutch, though. I mean, I gave it a go. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> I nearly went through the windscreen. <laughs> thankfully, I'm still here. Uh, so. 
Yeah. Um, ah, it's, it's, it's funny, man. You know, just all that skill set stuff you've got to learn as you go. It's kind of like... Yeah. And again, it's like we say, I'm still learning. There's yeah. always something, to, yeah. you know, for me moving into musical theatre, it's a different skill set. There's so many more people, you know, in the whole production that yeah. I'm not used to, you know, three light, three sound. Yeah. You know, stage managers, assistant stage manager. You know, like, yeah. oh, God, who do I need to go to? And, who, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, there's like sort of protocol and thing. And it, but great, I love uh, it. You yeah, know, somebody t- telling you when and when you can't pee. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, getting to my age, you need to pee a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm a very pregnant wife at the moment, so she, I, I, I completely understand all that. Just, <laughs> Every minute of the every minute of the night, I think she's up at the moment. She's just constantly up. Oh, so. it'll get worse with uh, the baby's here, mate. Uh-huh. You'll be going out on tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, amazing how that'll give you uh, very quick. <laughs> Maybe I should look at touring, my dear. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming to see us tonight, mate. Thank it's, you for letting me talk absolute nonsense. No, it's great. It's Before been really you go, I'm just curious, right? I always like to ask someone just a random, like, boom, oh, no. quick fire question. So. Out of your whole career of playing drums to this point, to this day, to this very day, what's been the funniest thing that you've ever experienced while either gigging or doing a show that you can say on here? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Polite answers only. Can you do a podcast that goes out after the <laughs> oh, yeah, after uh, hours? Oh, what's the funniest thing? I think actually just a... There was... With fish... I was always known for being pretty on it. Every gig being really, pff, right. you know, wouldn't make a lot of mistakes. It'd be the odd thing. But there was one day on Fisher's tour where it was Beaujolais Nouveau Day in France. Oh, okay. And basically it's party time from right. start to finish. And the French fan club decided to take the band out and Fish and the crew all out for drinking wine all day and enjoy the parties. We had a big gig that night though. Oh. So we get there. And we were reeking. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it was you and Vernal was on. Right, okay. <laughs> but I better watch what I'm saying here, guys. <laughs> so you and were so bad. Basically, the guitar tech was behind the bass cabinet with the brakes on, holding it, going at you. And just lean against it. Lean against oh. it. It'll be fine. Somebody <laughs> said it was the funniest bass solo they'd ever seen, not heard. Because <laughs> it just was a staggering amount. Guitarist ended up with these women in this the bar before the show. Letting them do makeup on his face, so Brilliant. he looked like Mary Doll. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we're playing. So, Fish is just, you know, he's bouncing about, and I'm like, I'm trying to like play. And it was like the first number of the set, big song called Big Wedge, big, mm. really fast thing. <laughs> and I just remember the stick flying out my hand, <laughs> like whoosh. And it was just like slow bows like that. Looking at now, I've got a stick bag next to me full of drumsticks. <laughs> oh no, not tonight. <laughs> I'm going to walk across the stage and pick that one up. <laughs> and off I trots, <laughs> mid song, into the centre stage. Fish at this point, he falls over, he's on his back. He can't get up, he's like, you know, he's like a tortoise. <laughs> doing that. And the bass player's pinned against the camera, the guitar tech going, just let this be over. And I, and I picked it up. Went back across, started playing again. Brilliant. Our front of house guy, I think he just had his head in his hands. He's like, what is going on here? That's amazing. And I can't remember much about the gig. (laughs) The next time I dropped it. Very unprofessional. We just just, said, what's the fan club took us out? You know, it's. I mean, there's been. I've had so many funny. I mean, that's why you do it. It's these moments. Oh, yeah. Don't even there's times where I just go, 
why am I doing this? Why do I still do yeah, this? Yeah. It can be the lowest of the low. Aye, you know, don't yeah. be fooled by what you see on Facebook or that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's take you miss home and yeah, doing that. But no, but there's there's moments like that. You just go, oh. Well, I know how I'm collecting drumsticks the next time I drop one. <laughs> oh. Stevie and Gail just looking at me like, what are you doing, man? I mean, it must have, because it's quite a fast song, so by the time I stumbled over, and I even, because I had to unplug my in-ears. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I had the back was attached to this. So I had to do all that and get behind. I had the big rack, the pearl rack at the Brilliant. time, you know. I, I bet it made absolute sense in your head as well. Somebody must have filmed it. I mean, back then, though, there wasn't as much of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody would have had to have a video recorder. Brilliant. But it was just, and I just remember then, I mean, it must have been a good verse and a half a chorus. The oh, time brilliant. I got over That's there amazing. That's but amazing. Probably just brilliant. Like, but there you go. So that's, there's one. Oh, that's class. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks very much, mate. Appreciate Thank you it. For having and, me um, in and um, good luck. The shop with looks fantastic. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Aye, and good luck with the end of the run of Joseph and the start of the. the we need to. Or we. I think we need to talk about Jamie. Yeah, everybody's. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Talking Jamie. About Jamie. Okay, Which well, I'm in the Kings. I'm brilliant. Doing okay. The Kings cool. Here. Well, we'll come and see you. And I we'll, think we we'll do we'll the festival theatre, the Kings, and then we're up and up. We'll put a link on the show notes to the. the the page yeah, for the, the we'll new do, show. Do that and see you guys want to come down and yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Hang awesome. in my, see yeah. the band are on stage for this one. Oh, but yeah, not me. Oh, <laughs> oh, so percussion can, on this game. You can wear well. shorts and t-shirt and hide. There's actual percussion, so hence why I don't have to have any of that nonsense. Brilliant, like it. Mm. great nonsense. But uh, but no, thank you. And again, everybody out there, make sure you support stores like this. It's thank so you, mate. Important. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks again. Cheers. Have a good Christmas. And you, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And that's Dave. That is Dave. What a legend. What a, a man. He's done it all. Done it, everything there is to possibly do. Played drunk in all sorts. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just crazy. Imagine walking on stage with like that size of stage, being that drunk. I can't believe it. What a guy. Yeah. He's a so, legend. He is a legend. Um, lovely fella, humble fella, great player. He yeah. sings. We never talked about that. I didn't know he sang. Yeah, he sings backing vocals. Uh, I subsequently found that out. Um, I probably should have looked at his showreel. Well, we did look at his showreel, but I don't. I, I can't remember looking at his showreel and then going, "Oh, Dave sings," but he sings. Yeah, back in So there you go. Maybe Dave will have a number one record. Perhaps. Everything played by him. Yep. Mm, he, you know. I mean, I would download it. I, you know, all the streams. All the streams. All the streams. Bro, downloading's a step too far. Just. All oh, right. Is no, it? I'm only. Kidding. I'm, I'm going to get mini disc. Remember oh, God. Minidisc? I do. I there was a lot of retro throwbacks in this that even went over my I, head. I had a mini disc player. Did you? I did. Wow. How old are you? Six. <laughs> what? I don't know. You Benjamin Button? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so, is there anything else to talk about? Because that, that was quite an ex- that was a long interview. Eh? It was a long one, but yeah. a good one. A good one. Um, it's the first one of 2020 it is first, the first of, one of 2020. hopefully many yep, 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 um, yep, yep. we've already got an insane guest lined up for mm-hmm. either the next episode here or the episode after that possibly. yeah we haven't decided we were going to pop it pop it like it poke it dad well it's hot pop it like it's hot nice um, well take us home yeah take us home bro brilliant so um, as you of course know by listening to this this is drummers only uh, you can find us physically in Glasgow and Leeds in Glasgow you can find us at Unit 4 Weirdale Lane Queensley Park Glasgow G33 4 Jai Jai that's G33 4 Jai Jai uh, in Leeds, you can find us in Unit 1 Springwell Point, Springwell Road, in Leeds, uh, at LS121AF. That's LS121AF. Uh, 
F. See, I wrote it down this week, Chris, so I would remember. Um, you can obviously get some, maybe you want to try out some new of the, new of the, of the new uh, Istanbul uh, Exist Dark Dry. There we go, got it. Uh, maybe you want to try out some of those they're available on drummersonly.co.uk you can find us on all the socials at drummersonlyuk we're on Instagram we're on Facebook we're on Twitter we're on um, TikTok we're on TikTok now what on earth is TikTok? TikTok aside from a banging Kesha song right (laughs) TikTok is uh, a new kind of uh, video making platform so we're on there now if you want to give us a follow Um, you can find us wherever you like really totally um of course make sure you subscribe to the podcast give it a share maybe you've got a drummer in your life who thinks hey you might enjoy two occasionally three dafties talking about some drums yeah um and uh yeah we'll we'll see you in the next one